Welcome back to an episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Athletic Greens, Nutrafol, and Health Code. These are all, you know, health. I'm upgrading my health. I'm committed. I need to reverse my quarantine damage. And these are all things I'm doing on a regular basis, daily basis, to get back to my former luxurious self, if you know what I mean. But you know what? Not as luxurious as some influencers think they are. Um, I don't know if you guys listened to my episode a couple weeks ago with um, Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast Instagram account, but I swear now she has just made me so much more aware of just the obnoxious things on Instagram. And also my mom sends me these things with the puke emoji right afterwards because she's hilarious. But um, I've been, okay, so I'm, uh, to get out of LA, I've been at my parents' house in the desert, you know, because a house is better than a one-bedroom apartment, if you know what I mean, during quarantine. And I decided to, you know, thank them for their generosity in letting me stay here by doing a little, like, Bob V, is it Vila? I think it is. Bob Vila upgrades on the house, you know? I have no experience, but uh, I figure you could Google anything. And so I decided to refinish my parents' baseboards in their kitchen. Um, Again, no experience, but uh, I've been sanding it, staining it. I picked the perfect color stain. But let me just tell you, it's not a pretty sight. In contrast, two days ago, I'm on Instagram and I see Bella Hadid uh, has decided to build a swing for whatever goddamn reason. And um, there's so there's a so it's just a video of her at first. And then there's photos afterwards of her, uh, you know, craft and arts and crafts project but it's just a video at first and there's some weird filter where like it's like the light is like catching off of her eyes and like I'm like what is oh it's glowing I feel like I'm being uh, transformed you're hypnotizing it's really creepy uh obviously she looks hot um but it is the most no one looks like that when they are using a power tool she is just short of taking the the drill bit and like licking it and like stroking it down the front of her body like it is I wouldn't have been shocked if that came at the end of the video it is the most unnatural way to sit she's in a crop top that is basically just a bra and bike shorts and she's literally sitting like like she's twerking from the ground like if she was gonna start twerking it's like like that knee with the feet out like splayed to the side like a like a freaking frog or something but it's obviously sexy when she's doing it and it's showing that like oh I can sit and look my stomach doesn't roll even though she did do like a a forward bend where you saw like a you know it mine would look like rising yeast coming out of that if I bent forward you'd be like holy shit how are you containing that for so long Rachel um but it's it's the most obnoxious that is not what people look she must just, I don't know how many takes it must have taken for her to like confidently hold the drill up and then seductively like turn it over and like, like sexily like drill a hole into her piece of wood or whatever. Like how many pieces of wood did she go through? I want to know if there was other people on set when she was allegedly just by herself in the grass getting eaten by bongs, uh, making a swing. That's not what home improvement or crafts look like. My knuckles are bleeding because I am sanding the bottom of the freaking kitchen baseboards and my knuckles are dragging across the uh, tile. I've since put gloves on. It takes, it's all trial and error, 
but like all my nails are all chipped like I'm sweaty I can't breathe because there's dust in my nose it's a hot mess situation I think I have carpal tunnel now from it like I just wish they knew that we know we're in on it maybe some guys aren't in on it maybe they're just like wow every girl should look like that when I you know what Greg better not expect that of me because that's not what it looks like okay it's just again read the room in quarantine read the room maybe some people are doing home improvement projects right now because they're stuck at home do they look like that while doing it no put it away anyways how you guys doing how's how's uh, you hunkered down still I think California is on the rise not to give you bad news but we gotta wear your mask oh my god I couldn't sleep last night and I was on that like Karen's gone wild but they also have the Kevin's on the Instagram holy shit the commitment of these people to just be defiant is frankly impressive like I still think even if you you think it's all conspiracy theory you know but even if there's just a 1% chance that it's real, wear the mask. You have family members that you'd like to keep around. Even if it's not real. What if it might be? I mean, obviously, I think it's real. But, you know, what if it just put it on? It's not the end of the world. But their defiance is just, it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch. It's a commitment. It, they've committed to that more than I've committed to anything in life, honestly. Um, yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at. Um, maybe I'll post a photo on my Instagram of my, the completion of my project. It's going to take way longer than it should for any other human. Um, I'm no, uh, you know, uh, sexy carpenter like Bella, uh, which I actually honestly must take her, you know, six hours to drill one hole to get the right take and the whatever. Anyways, uh, maybe I'll post on Instagram at Rachel and O'Brien. I know you want to see my project. Probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, and feel free to DM me as always. I love chatting with you guys. Let me know what you think of the new podcast, Seven Deadly Sinners. I'm really enjoying making it as well as still loving this podcast and connecting with you guys. And thank you so much for your five-star reviews and positive ratings. They really, uh, they really make a gal feel good. So thank you. And let me know if I can do anything for you. You got a podcast? I'll review it. You got a... A new business you need a review or a shout out for? I got you. Same with um, um, uh, black-owned businesses. That that offer still stands as long as I can fit it into the ad calendar. So let me know. DM me. Oh, actually, email me up for that. Um, uh, it's info at rachelobriancomedy.com. All right. Super excited about my guest today. Uh, she is a DJ, which I never knew anything about the DJ world, let alone like a beautiful young female DJ who's DJing like on private islands and at high fashion parties and just the the life seems crazy but she's also this really impressive entrepreneur and she's she's definitely a like a girl's girl and a women's advocate like I really really love talking to her she's funny she's a badass she also has a podcast called Sup Babe so without further ado give it up for DJ Nicole Rosé Nicole, thank you so much for doing this. I feel like we have similar personalities already. We've been chatting off recording, and I feel like we're very similar. We are very similar, and I, like, deep-stalked your Instagram yesterday and saw that we have friends that I love in common, so, like, I already know your vibe. Yeah, 
<laughs> so that you, you're friends with the Warkus sisters. Did you go to uh, her wedding? That's why I brought a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So I did not. I it looked really small. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, also, I mean, I, I wasn't invited. I haven't seen them in a while. I love the Warkus sisters. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I like it. It's like their wedding. I think yeah. it was just Lord's, right? But like, it, they're like one thing. Yeah. Um, but they're amazing. So I know them through a mutual friend. Her name's Sarah, but she goes by Rosé season. Literally mm-hmm. no one has ever called her Sarah. She, um, her, wait, wait, sorry, what? She goes by Rosé season? That's an awfully yeah. long nickname. It's <laughs> a long nickname, yeah. Rosé season. I, we like met on Instagram too because okay. DJ Rosé, Rosé season. It's like a natural fit. Long story short, she's best friends with the workuses and their whole gaggle and the whole uh-huh. summer house crew and kind of like brought me oh I'm so sorry my phone is ringing um she kind of like hear it oh good yeah. um she like brought me to a party once and it was just like they're just fun right yeah, like I went so out to fun. DJ on summer house like I've never had more fun than DJing on summer house even though it's televised like that is like a wild part that is saying a lot because <laughs> I've always thought that like you know people like watch like oh like you were at uh you know so-and-so's birthday party on Vanderpump I'm like it's not fun because it's <laughs> it's not a real party it's like like producers are pulling two people away to be like you need to go have the side conversation and like, yeah yeah and it's like you're supposed to be mad at her okay yeah <laughs> like, you don't like her right now ask her why her boyfriend is cheating on her and then yell at her for it yeah it's like and also I'm like so a type which I think you are too from what I'm gathering from like I listened to your last episode about like needing to like take a what was it not Okay, we're rest, ethic, rest was it about ethic. rest? Yes, rest yes. Right? I can't even yeah. say that right either. Because yeah. like, what is rest ethic? I I, I wouldn't know. I truly wouldn't know. <laughs> but um, but I'm also so a type where I'm like, okay, there's a microphone on me. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I also like, I never wanted to be drunk on camera. I was like, don't drink too much. Like, I was just always so like nervous. And I'm like, this party's not fun. <laughs> like, I'm the opposite of you. I was like, if I drink too much, at least I'll have had fun. Right. So, like, but then I'm like, I'm I don't want to look back on. No, never a good thing on camera. I totally agree. Yeah. There was a summer house recording where I watched it. Sometimes I don't watch it only uh-huh. for this reason. There was one where I watched and we were all pretty sure the works is too dancing on a table, like practically undressing each other. And I was like, okay, that's enough of summer house for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going no, to delete they, they this like, program. They, they don't care. I feel like they rage anyway. And like, that's yeah, why I like that. I think that's what makes a good reality TV personality though. That's why For I'm sure. not good at reality TV because first of all, like, yeah, I like to like drink, but it's more like, I like food and drink. Like I don't like to party. Like I, I get too tired. Like I just am like, I don't know. Uh, and I, I have can't... the stamina of an 18 year old. Why does everyone else? You have the Ozzy Osbourne gene, like my friend Sabrina. <laughs> We're like, how are you surviving right now? Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't, not anymore. I would have to, I would say this judging from my sister's 30th over the weekend, my tolerance has plummeted in quarantine. Really? Yes. Along with like my self-esteem and everything else. You <laughs> well, know I, mean? Yeah, but- I mean, if I, if I tried to button a pair of pants right now, I, I don't, I don't think I'm emotionally stable enough to try on jeans. I don't think I have, I don't, I have to admit to myself that is not in the cards for me right now. <laughs> That's called self-care. Anyways. <laughs> Today's program is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the all-in-one daily drink to support better health and peak performance. Even with a balanced diet, it's difficult to cover all of your nutritional bases. That's where Athletic Greens will help. Their daily drink is like a nutritional insurance for your body that's delivered straight to your door. 
So I wake up every morning. It's the first thing I do. Not only am I getting all the nutrients and energy and improved focus from Athletic Greens, I'm also downing my first 12 ounces of water. It is the perfect way to start my day. I really respect this ritual that I have going with Athletic Greens. Like I truly feel a greater sense of overall health and vitality. Uh, It can be kind of hard for me to focus for whatever reason. I don't know what they're putting in there that's so good, but it really gives me just a laser start focus to my day. I am really enjoying Athletic Greens and it's sometimes I'll take it twice a day if I've had a hard workout in the sun or something just to kind of put some nutrients, electrolytes, you know, probiotics back in my body. I feel like it's also kind of making my skin and hair glow more. I just feel an overall sense of health. And Athletic Greens was developed with the best in mind, and it's become part of the daily regimen for thousands of high-performance and athletes worldwide. I'm not shocked by that. It's NSF certified for sport, meaning they take their products seriously, consistently testing, audited to ensure what's on the label and actually in the pouch. So I just feel like if you're someone who wants increased performance for your workouts or just an overall vitality or you're confused by like all your vitamin bottles, I've actually kind of stopped taking like my huge array of vitamins because I have everything in athletic greens and I'm just feeling amazing from them. And They taste delicious, honestly. So whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, support your immune system, or address gut health, now's the perfect time to try Athletic Greens for yourself. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash be here to claim our special offer of 20 free daily travel packs with your first purchase, a $79 added value. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash be here. You won't regret it. So, okay, so reality TV is not for you either, like where you're just like, you can't. You, you, you can't let me have an unlimited amount of alcohol on a reality TV show. That's not safe for anyone. Yeah. But some people you know? don't care. Like you were saying, the work is tw- like, they'll just, they don't like, that's what makes a great reality. They just don't care. Or like the real housewives of New York. Like before anyone used the word authentic. Yeah. Like they were just who they really fucking are. I don't know if you can like, can I say that word here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Say, it, say as much as um, I was on someone's podcast last week and they were like, yeah, we don't say that kind of stuff on this podcast. And I was like, should I go? Yeah. Do you, I don't think you want me here. I don't think I'm your Have type. you ever heard my show? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want me. Um, but yeah, no, I love that the Summer House kids are so real. And I saw that you had Lauren on and I didn't get all the way down there yet, but I was listening to the influencer episode on reading the room and like, whoa, yes, really agree, honey. Oh my God. Speaking of like the pants thing, did you hear the part where like the girl was like, yeah. here's what to do if your pants during quarantine are 10 sizes too big. I still like, plan to make a video. Nobody's having that problem. Yeah. I need Nobody. to make a video where I am taking a tie and hoisting my two buttons together or what like hoisting the two sides of my jeans together like just as like no this is what people are going through like you, no yeah like what are you talking about it's yeah so and then she mentioned like um a couple of other like blogger situations too that were, were like super on my radar because some of them I've DJed for whatever I won't oh name names but I was just like yeah some of that's not a good look and it makes you think like you know I like we said I'm nervous to go on a vacation because like you shouldn't really be vacationing right now but we are taking every single precaution I have been living at home in my mother's house for like months now before I was quarantined with my ex like honey I need this vacation like a baby needs water absolutely wait wait wait. Does a baby I'm, need water I'm, or milk 
Nope. Um, I think everyone <laughs> needs never water. Never had any nope. babies. Me, me neither. I. It's actually alarming how little I know about child rearing. Like I don't even know the female anatomy that well. I'm like, what? <laughs> What's a the womb? Volvo? Where? Yeah. The Volvo? Does know. it have keys? I honestly don't know where it is. To be That's We're the same level of awkward. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I get by with what I know and it seems to work out for me. And I, I don't know. But wait, wait. Did I hear that you had an ex during, so you had a quarantine breakup? Are you okay talking about that? So I had a, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm like an open book. Um, I had a pre-quarantine breakup. And we ended up quarantining together for a couple months because we felt like being solo and in New York was dangerous physical and mental health wise. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. It like worked until it didn't, you know? Well, how long before quarantine did you guys break up? And were you living I, together already? A couple months. We okay. were prior to that. And so then we went out to Cape May where his family just has a place and I mean, it's it's hard being in New York, or it was back then. New York's obviously like a safer space now. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in New York back then, like I have a dog, right? And I go mm-hmm. up and down with my old little dog all the time. And then you're touching everything. And we used to not yeah. know a lot about transmission, right? So mm-hmm. it was kind of nerve wracking being in New York. The streets are busy. There's like nowhere to go. There wasn't like, there's not a park that's nearby. And even my friends that are still there, they're like, running in Central Park and they have to go at 6 a.m. because it gets busy, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So. Well, so I th- so that's kind of sad to me, though. Like, no, I, I mean, breakups, whatever. I've had 7,000 of them. Um, uh, so many <laughs> boyfriends, so many failed relationships. But, um, but, like, if you could make it work during quarantine, basically, like, yeah, what was it about that. the relationship that isn't working then? Or did yeah, it go further um, south in quarantine? I'll tell you what, it's, it's not the sex. That's mm-hmm. not the problem. Okay. I love that you um, just went straight there like you thought that's where my brain was. It actually was. <laughs> yeah. I was like, just FYI, it was not the sex. Um, it was, I think it's more um, just like who he is at him, who mm-hmm. he is as a person. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. He's a great person. We just have like different values. You know, when you're yeah. just like older and you know exactly what you want, mm-hmm. it's like a and a curse right yeah yeah I figure I've talked with this with one of my friends who's around my age where I'm like we've waited this long you might as well just be picky at this point as opposed to like I think people think like oh you get desperate like after a certain age but it's like no I kind of think that you're like I mean I've I've held out this long I might as well find someone that really matches who I am for sure I mean my only concern is that my ovaries are getting a little dry like yeah they're drying up a little they're growing some barnacles like I was asking my interns the other day I was like will somebody google like where ovaries go in the afterlife like is there a separate (laughs) space that your ovaries go when they die because my we might have to have a funeral for my ovaries before COVID is over you can get you can get one of those fertility tests and find out like some info like they have at home ones I'm like way too nervous to do that that's that's like how quick do the results come? Because I'm going to be, like, having a full-on panic attack waiting for them. I think it was, like, a couple weeks. Yeah, and that's way too long. I'd be dr- I'd drink myself into, like, a river by that time. It is nerve-wracking because you're kind of like, oh, wow, I'm going to hear some sort of news that could. But th- they do it in a gentle way. Like, it's not like, oh, you're barren. It's kind of like, okay, well, here are your options. Like, this is where this is where you might want to consider trying to have a kid like sooner rather than later or you're fine yeah. to it's like they do it gently 
I think that you have a good idea in theory, but then when I look at the flip side, I'm like, well, I'm stuck in quarantine. I'm 33. I'm single as fuck. You look really young. I was actually thinking you were like 27. Do you think it's like the Zoom blur filter? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, I don't think I have one. I think my lighting, I have overhead lighting on my face right now. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I think the way I look at it is if I get that news, there's not going to be a whole lot of options. Like I don't have a boyfriend that I can go yeah. sit down with and be like, so are you feeling this or, you know, not? Yeah. Because <laughs> I got to know. And so if you're not in the place in like, your life either in the moment of like, even if you had a boyfriend, like it's like, what are you supposed to do with? And that's, I, I kind of feel that way even, like, even if I hadn't taken the test, but, like, when people are like, well, you, you really got to hurry up and whatever, I'm like, I can't make time move any slower. I can't make my life, like, any more, like, I can't, I'm not going to change careers. Like, I'm, I'm a touring stand-up comedian. Well, I was until quarantine, but. Uh, yeah, right. I was a DJ until quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> we, we must discuss that, too. Like, we were both, uh, before we were recording for my listeners, talking about, like, our careers were, like, at 100 and then zero. Like, I was a moderately successful performer before yeah. quarantine, and now I am. Oh, well, yeah, I wouldn't say my career was 100, but meaning we were doing it like you were at the Hamptons for a month in the summer, like whatever. I was, you know, we were, we were it was our career. Yeah, this year I just, I, I zoom into the Hamptons, I send a playlist, yeah. and then I sit in Ohio. It's real riveting, guys. Wait, is that how that works? So you actually are like sending, wait, are you, do you DJ via Zoom? So no, I tried to they, do are that. Are they having parties? Are they allowed to? So no. So, okay. So every 4th of July, I do this like Vuv like 4th of July brunch thing um, mm -hmm. at Topping Rose House. Very cool place. If you haven't been, check it out. Um, but they, I just sent them playlists. They did a socially distant picnic, but New York is doing okay. Like the case rate is not heavily increasing there. Like it is in almost every other place yeah. in America. So New York is like going to be moving into phase four soon. Oh, that's great. Yeah. See, we yeah, got everything so. taken away again recently. We were, mm -hmm. we're, we're like juvenile delinquents, California. We got everything kind of moved into a phase and now it's being taken away. Like I literally oh. went to the gym like last week and like the doors wouldn't open. I was very confused. And then like oh, someone yeah. came out and I they were like, we just had to close down indefinitely again 10 minutes ago. I was like, just when I was able to, I was like enjoying, like I hadn't even been a member of a gym in forever. Like I would just kind of go to like, you know, Pilates classes here and there, but I yeah. was like, okay, I'll join a gym. And I was enjoying it. I was like, what the fuck? Nothing. I have nothing again. Cause it's like, it's something to do, right? Like I feel a great sense of gratification from the grocery store, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I never thought I would. Yeah. Same. I didn't yeah. know I was even domestic until. Well, I do like to cook. I mean, food is pretty much the only thing I care about, but, uh, <laughs> Okay, so let's talk more specifically about you and your career. Like, how did you get into DJing, number one? Number two, were your parents supportive or, or were they like, why don't you have a real job like everyone else in the world? <laughs> um, I'm sure you know the answer to that. Um, yeah. So I... They're like, how do you get health insurance when you're a DJ? <laughs> you spend lots of money on it because yeah. it's just expensive when it's yourself. But um, so I always love music. I like used to have parties in high school just so I could be the DJ, like make the mixtape, you know, on a CD, burn yes. that shit, get ready for the party. Um, and like music is just all music has always been life for me. So mm -hmm. I worked in marketing, public relations, and I was just, um, I was kind of stressed and, and I was like in my early twenties and my dad was like, 
you need a hobby that's not like shopping and, and drinking. He's like, those are not legitimate hobbies, Nicole. Like, <laughs> Tell get me a why. <laughs> Give me um, one reason why like, they're not. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, wow. No one's ever told me this before. This is like revelationary. Is that a word? Revolutionary, <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I did. And I he was basically like, write me a business plan. And I was like, I want to learn to DJ. And so I wrote him this business plan. I told him what everything was going to cost, got lessons, all this stuff. This now was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but he supported me. He funded the business plan, right? Well, and it was my, my first successful startup, I guess. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. And so I started playing out when I was still working in marketing. And then I was like, I don't think I can like do both of these things. And I mean, he was supportive for sure. Um, he just wanted, if I was going to do something so extra, like weird outside of the box, whatever you want to call it, he wanted me to like hustle, right? He wasn't like, yeah, you can go do this and fail. Like you can go do this. You just can't embarrass me, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, sure, dad. Gotcha. I hear you loud and clear. You wrote the check. I respect that, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I'm fortunate to even have a parent that could do something like that for me and that would support me and be there when I had shitty days you know my mother on the other hand was like when are you gonna go to medical school why are you up so late and I was like I'm not I mean I'm not I'm not gonna draw people's blood like I don't think anybody wants me to touch their vitals additionally people in medical school are up late what if you have the night shift at the hospital exactly so problem solved mom (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. She's obviously come around now. We cool, you know, mm-hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it took, it took some time. And I think a lot of friends, like just even probably when you told your friends, right? Like what did you do before becoming a comedian? Uh, well, I was already living in LA, like pursuing like acting. And I, I started comedy pretty shortly after I moved to LA. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't want to just wait for people to hire me to act like meeting. Like it, you have no, autonomy no control uh, Mm -hmm. over your career at all and I always wanted to be like on SNL I just didn't know like stand-up was a career I don't know I couldn't whatever um but I don't know I think all my friends were in entertainment so my friends didn't think it was weird my parents that's an LA thing though yeah because they were all pursuing you know and I had quickly had a lot of comedy friends and stuff my parents I mean I moved to LA on a straight-up lie I said I had an internship or job or something that was involved in my college degree. I didn't. Uh, I got a waitressing <laughs> job. I, just not true. Um, and then I just downplayed it for a long time until, until and I, I mean, I, and I worked like, you know, I managed apartment buildings and I had an assistant job. Like I, I was expected to work and pursue this career. And I just, I like quit the side job once I felt like I could you know, make enough in comedy. And I think they just sort of had to be okay with it. But I think they still, and I'm, I'm wondering if you're, well, you're, you said your mom was like this, but both my parents are like, because, okay, so comedy is a fairly late night job. DJ certainly is, right? Yeah. It's all like, it can go till what time in the morning? I mean, not anymore, but when I used to play nightclubs, like, I mean, 4 a.m. or yeah. like, yeah, I mean, there'd be like a table waiting for me too with like 30 friends and 15 bottles when yeah. I got off. And then so closer. because you're a girl where your parents kind of like I mean and that's like significantly later than comedy is but still it's like male dominated both of them are but also you're in a club like even just parents are probably like yeah 
you know, what, it's not like, a respectable war- career for a lady. Yeah. They, are they? So that's my question. Are they? Do they get worried? Like, I think my parents were more worried about the safety of it. Like, you're constantly out late. You're walking to your car late. You're traveling alone. Like that kind of thing. Do your parents get concerned about that? Yeah, I'm sure that they were. But if I'm being just completely honest, I always had like a like there was there's always a crew. Yeah. Like I was never alone doing anything. Like even like the most obsc- like I've been to a bunch of like private islands on people's planes. Like I've been like not, weird. Not Epstein's, please. Joe we're Francis's not- house to DJ, not okay. for Joe Francis, okay. but the Girls Gone Wild house. Got I've it, been got there it. on that. Um, Wait, you did not go to Epstein's island, did you? I did not go to Epstein's. Thank God. Island. I heard your Epstein episodes. That man, I hate him so much. Yeah, is a creep a leak a thing? Did I make up a thing? I he he, make up any word you want to describe him. If devil is the right (laughs) one, that's fine with me too. Anyways, so yeah, okay, so you've been all these private islands. No, but so like I would like bring like I have bros that all call and be like, "Yo, I gotta go to Cuba to DJ. Like, want to come? God, how fun!" And like, or like DJ life is so much more cool than comedy life. Cuba. Yeah. I mean, that's like a random one. Right. But like, is Cuba even open to the, I mean, nowhere's open to the U S right now, but I did get in there and get out, you know, before they. How fun. Yeah. Yeah. What is like your craziest DJ story? Like who, what, like the craziest party you DJed for the craziest like thing that happened. So like everyone asks me that and I never have a good answer mainly because I don't remember any of it. No, I'm just kidding. I obviously am not <laughs> blackout while I'm working. Um, that whole weekend at Joe Francis's house was absolutely wild. There were weekends like Harbor Island on the Bahamas. We got kicked off of Harbor Island and like put into a plane and moved to Nassau. Uh, wow. Nassau? 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 I don't know how to say it either. Nassau. Bahamas. Somewhere else in the Bahamas. Um, I don't even know if I'm allowed into the Bahamas. There was like a period where my passport was flagged because I was with this like bad crew of people. I don't like. Well, you'll find out soon when you go on vacation there. Yeah. Well, we're about to find out. Um, But like, I mean, look, my job as a DJ is to help people live their best fucking lives. So like no judgment. I always wanted people to just do whatever they wanted to do. I mean, those mm-hmm. summer house parties, some of those were wild or like maybe they got more wild when we turned the cameras off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's, that's what I wanted. Like I've gone in and like brought my DJ equipment to people's wedding after parties and like kicked their shitty DJ off the stage and been like security, close the doors, like do whatever you guys want. It's fun. <laughs> You need, like, to write a book about this. Like, I can't even imagine, like, maybe I'm more boring than I thought because, like, I can't, I don't know. Maybe, like, when I first moved to LA, I'd been to, like, all the cool parties and places, whatever, and I just got too tired to do anything. Um, but, like, I I feel like all the, like, insane stuff happens, like, later in the evening or, like, when it's, like, super exclusive and that kind of stuff. Like, you must have the most insane stories. I mean, like, yes, like those are some, like, I mean, just there was a party where I looked around and nobody had clothes on all of a sudden. There well, was a party where baby tigers showed up for where us was to that? during the party. There was Who a was... party. There was a party where we took a, um, like a pretty big boat 
probably mm-hmm. most people would call it a yacht, um, over to like an island for the day. And then it was literally thundering and storming. But these people are just raging so hard on the way back home that the boat is bouncing up and down. And I'm still having to DJ because they will not chill out. Like I was literally about to give them all Dramamines and put them, put them to bed. <laughs> I feel like right now my listeners are probably like, I would do anything right now to be at one of those parties, even if you're not normally like a party person, but it's like, you've been, people have been quarantined for so long that like, all I can think is like, that sounds like so much fun. No, And I I would, I would DJ that party for free. So like, if somebody has a good idea for a really big safe party that we can have, you need to call me. Okay. You need to do that for sure. Who was like the worst (laughs) client you ever worked for? And if you can't name names, that's fine. You can just like, you can say it rhymes with, Mardashian or something (laughs) really honestly I don't really like have a worse client but I think but think of it this way when you're the DJ you're showing up to make everybody's life better Mm -hmm. so like like people are not mean to you unless you don't do your job right and like you know me I'm so type a like I show up guns blazing like ready to light that bitch up so Mm -hmm. I mean you know I've never really like I don't really recall a lot of bad experiences with clients. And now to be honest, like management, I don't have a lot of like contact with clients, at least pre and post event, like during it, of course, Uh like we're friends, come hang out, whatever, chill in the booth. Um, But I mean, I guess just like, you know, nightclubs were hard, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and that was before that you have to get your start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And now I do so much fashion, luxury, private events that like literally I work with the most lovely people now. I mean, there were a few of them that it was hard to collect money from when COVID hit. So that was stressful, but like, and I could certainly can't name those, those brands because you guys would be shocked. But, um, but like, I think just clubs, I mean, right. Cause clubs are so male dominated. Like dudes Mm -hmm. that run clubs always think that they can spit game on a hot chick DJ and it's Mm -hmm. not okay. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, well that, and then also, so co- the comedy club scene very similar, obviously, um, but also it's like a good old boys club where like they only want to hire their like buddies and like getting like, I, I, is it similar in that way where it's like there's just sort of like a group of male DJ dudes that like they're certainly going to get the job before you do or is something like that or. How male dominated is it? Yeah, I mean, I don't like clubs. That's why my niche is what it is, right? It's like fashion and luxury because I feel like I'm more respected in Mm. my space. I add more value to my space because my aesthetic blends with my vibe, with the music. Mm. It's like a, it's a, it's a whole look, right? So you're calling yourself pretty? (laughs) You are Uh, really pretty. No, I just kind of was. style you know but um you could go you there are, I'll let you, you go are there. so pretty I think you're so pretty this Thank is a girl you. crush I almost emailed you that and then I was like she's gonna think this is like weird. oh no I would love compliments keep them flowing so I keep a compliments them. folder I just like <laughs> told somebody else about that and they were like what is a compliments folder I, I was like, like that's no. very healthy for you like that's Do a it. good thing screenshot them every time like somebody texts you or emails you Wait, something really brilliant, nice I think Ooh, your reviews you uh-huh. have a lot of good reviews. Like sometimes I store my favorites uh-huh. on our show, Sub Babe, and I'll just literally put them in that little folder and be Wait, like, that, I think that's brilliant, honestly. It. People spend so much time like giving themselves negative self talk that they would never talk to someone else like. Uh, it, like, yeah. better to like remind yourself all the wonderful things people think about you. Exactly. I love that. Great tip. Yeah. Do it. You can steal that. And yeah. everybody can do it. That's like my pro tip for the day. I, I, I love it. 
Did you know that 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair? If you're among them, like me, know that you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. So I've been bleaching my hair for like a while now, and I've noticed over the years it's getting thinner and breaking more at the ends, but now I am taking back control of my hair with Nutrafol. I am so committed after reading so many rave reviews from people that women in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. And more than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. All I can think is I'm going to have commercial-ready hair and. I'm thinking less than six months, but whatever. <laughs> but healthier hair growth takes times. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. See, I'm leaning more towards the three because I'm already seeing some results. I feel really good about it. And I'm just really, really excited that I'm investing in myself and reversing the damage that I have done with, well, bleaching, but time and age are not my fault. But Nutrafol is giving us back that control. And you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support Be Here for a while by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code Be Here. And new customers will get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and use promo code Be Here. Join me in taking back control and getting healthier, stronger, thicker hair. So, okay. One of the questions I wanted to ask you that we talked about via email is how do you feel about, you know, DJs that didn't necessarily have to, you know, work the shitty clubs or perform for 10 people on a random Tuesday and whatever, they get high paying DJ gigs because they were a celebrity or a reality star or something who then just decided they were a DJ. Like, for example, yeah. I think I heard on a podcast, um, the latest Bachelor was like, well, I just bought DJ equipment. I think I'm going to be a DJ now. I'm like, that is annoying for like DJs that literally take, it's like their passion, like to, if they've worked 10 years or something yeah. to like get to the level and he's probably going to like book the biggest club in Vegas or something like right away. Like, oh yeah, no, he for sure is going to book yeah. the biggest, biggest club in Vegas. And I, my, I, I had a show in Vegas in the end of September and it just got canceled. So mm-hmm. I won't be in Vegas anytime soon. So I would love to do a Vegas pool party though. That sounds fun. But yeah. anyway, we're neither here nor there yet. We need to be safe. But yeah, I mean, I think, look, so the, the biggest example of that is Paris Hilton, right? Mm-hmm. She like, when she first started DJing, I don't think she even legitimately knew how to use the equipment. So, like, that is a problem for me. Like, you yeah. cannot show up to a gig and not know how to turn the knobs, right? Did you turn the sound on? Like, literally, there was a photo of some dude standing in the booth, like, touching the knobs when she was DJing. But I will say this. I've now heard her more recently in person, and she's legit. So, I think that she's really That's decided cool. so she, she cared she about hard it. on it, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm always going to respect hard work. But if you don't put in the work, I think it's it gives us a bad look because I think as women in a male dominated industry, especially an industry, 
especially in industry with lots of technology, like we're already at a disadvantage. People are already looking at us like we're less than or like we're objects or like something that they can pet late night, you know, mm -hmm. and take home and take for a walk later. Oh, you know, it's God. just like, there's so, <laughs> so many, true. right? There's so, we're already so objectified. What? <laughs> take for a walk later just cracked me yeah. up. It's like me and my dog disco, you know, it's like, yeah. but see, I'm a two for one special. So that at least scares people off sometimes. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. But that is insulting. Like it, if it could, because it's, it probably takes so much more for a, a woman to prove themselves in this industry that when someone is just sort of like someone's turning the knobs for them and they're just like, hi, I'm here. Like fist pump. It's right. like, okay, now you're just making the ones that you know, work hard. It gives bad. us all a bad rep, yeah. right? Because everybody thinks girls don't know how to DJ. I feel like that was a big stereotype for the first really? like several years of my career that people thought girls weren't talented. But then you know what? Here's a pro tip. You use that to your advantage, mm -hmm. right? I always like, I like to set expectations low and then over deliver, smash mm -hmm. that party out of the water, like yeah. act like I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. Like just whatever about mm -hmm. it. And then just like absolutely blow their mind because I think that's like a better look. Yeah. Yeah. And if the, ex you know, the expectation is lower, especially if you're not just a woman, but you're a woman that looks good. People are like, she definitely can't DJ. I mean, you know how many people, guys on dating apps DM me all the time. So what modeling agency are you with? I'm like, I'm wearing headphones and rocking turntables and all of my Instagram pics. Like what? Yeah. 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 It's, it's very similar to the comedy world where the people were like, you're too pretty to be funny. Women yeah. You are, funny. you are like really pretty though. And like, I don't know, maybe yeah. I, I didn't know if they're like, I don't know. I didn't know if there were like really, really a lot of beautiful comedians. Is that a thing? Cause like yeah. you are incredibly top notch. And Thank I just you. like, yeah, I didn't know are. if that I think was there's like a, a thing. lot more women getting into it, but it's still, no matter how many women are, you're still going to get the obnoxious comment of it, it happens constantly, constantly. Like, yeah, you're too pretty to be a comedian. You're too pretty to be funny. You're, or like, I remember I did this, like I had already toured Europe. I mean, I, I had I performed for the troops. I like, I, this was only like a year ago. I think that this happened. And I just went and did like a small shitty show just to get a little stage time and try out some new jokes. But yeah. the booker was some creepy old dude. Like, I don't think even knew a, kind of what level I was at. And I finished my set in this like shitty restaurant where he made a stand on this like weird box. Like it just like a shit show that he should be embarrassed about, frankly. And when I finished, he like pulled me aside and he was like, you're, you're really funny, but I would probably like maybe not look as pretty or I would do like, or I would, wouldn't wear that. Or like he started trying to give me tips and I was like, sir, you're 60 and you're doing a restaurant show. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Like, like don't like, it's so demeaning where it was like, I think your jokes would land better if like, I don't, I didn't ask for your if advice, If you didn't look sir. as hot. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> like, I did not ask for your stupid advice. Like, okay. What about Miss Maisel? Oh, I love her. You've I've seen only that, seen, right? Yeah, but I've only seen like the first season and like half the second season. I need to keep watching it. Oh my God. How did you not finish it? I binged that. Like that was like winter. It was cold outside. And yeah. I just like watched them both straight through. I, I, I need to finish it. I'm like, I have a hard time watching TV if I'm by myself. Like I need someone to force me to sit down and watch TV because otherwise I'll just do other things. Like I can't. You need a cuddle buddy? Uh, well, no, I can't not multitask or sit still. <laughs> basically okay so you need to listen to my rest ethic episode like yeah, I've, I've listened to most of it 
Uh, but I have a, a little bit more to listen to. But yeah, no, it's so true. And I, it made a lot of sense. Like he had really good points where it was like he was more creative and more productive yeah. when he took the time to rest and also like cultivated, you know, creative passions. This is actually one of the, another question I was going to ask you. When DJing was a hobby, was it more enjoyable than when it became your job? Because then you're, you know, you're involving money and like, mm -hmm. yeah, no, like, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's similar, but in comedy, it's like, you know, you got to get a certain amount of ticket sales or the clubs are never going to book you again. And it's embarrassing and it's stressful. And it's like, uh, you know, I, I mean, I've literally been in cities and started DMing random people that live in the city being like, hey, you should come to my show because <laughs> the ticket sales aren't like high enough. Like. I mean, I would come to your show if you DM'd me, though. Like, <laughs> oh so that seems like it probably worked out okay. Yeah, I mean, um, sometimes. But, like, did it take some of the joy out of it? Or do you just sort of balance? No, you're 100% correct. Like, that that's, a, that's the thing. Like, when you turn your hobby into your side hustle and then your mm -hmm. main hustle, it's no longer your hobby people yeah. so then you need to find new hobbies and the fact of the matter is i don't have any hobbies that aren't shopping drinking and djing so like i am back to square one yeah. in covid because <laughs> hey, you can't listen, see you're 23 friends. year old you again that's great <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it is, it definitely does take some of the fun out of it, but I will say there are those moments where like, it's the same client, like for instance, like women's wear daily, I do their fashion week show every year. And mm -hmm. like, I know exactly who's in that room. I know exactly what my clients want. Mm -hmm. My people are all there, 10, 12 of them standing in front of the stage. Like, and like, I can really let go and like channel and just have the time of my life. But it's, I mean, that's not every gig. That's less yeah. gigs than, you know, most gigs I'm like really, really intense and on top of it and trying to make sure that every next track is a banger, right? Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes when you're still getting to know your crowd, you know, it takes, it's work, yeah. you know? How do you kind of know what the crowd wants? Like, what is, what are like the cues that you get from them? Because how, like, yes. how do you know if your set list is what they want? And do you change it like on demand? Like when you. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many ways. Um, some of it is like, I'm like a feeling being right. So mm -hmm. like some of it is like, I think I can actually feel it. Um, Jeremy Scott has talked about that with Moschino before. Like, so I, there, I think there's other artists that probably feel that way. And you probably also have some type of quality like that, where you're very empathic and you can kind of sense yeah, I'm, yes, things very much. So, so, you, yeah. so yeah, I think I was going to say, I wonder if it's the same in comedy. Like I bet that it would be. Um, but so that, and then look, if people, my old mentor who used to play at studio 54, which I'm sure you guys know is like an iconic venue what? in New York That's city. That's so cool. Right? I want, I want to talk to that person and hear the stories. Well, maybe he would be down. I my, literally, my, he, eight, my eighth grade prophecy, dude. no joke. You know, like where you write what you want to be when you grow up or whatever, literally said, I wanted to own and run my own studio for go on a or studio 54 go on a road trip in a Volkswagen van and move to LA and be a famous actress and never look back. Swear to God, I think I we can that. make some of those. One of them's already <laughs> happening. <laughs> we can probably get the road trip Good. done. I'm not sure if you really want to own a club. We could have a side chat about that. Yeah, I have it was thoughts. Just a I did. It was a, was a partner in a bar. <laughs> I like it. I seriously feel like I'm on a crazy health kick after all of the overeating and chilling during quarantine. Like I can't do it anymore. And like, I want to eat healthy, but sometimes I don't have the time, the budget or the know-how, but that's where a health code comes in. 
It's easy, delicious. It's a perfectly nutritious meal replacement shake from Health Code. It gives you exactly what your body needs for weight management and for your overall health. I've tried so many other things to feel better. And this is different than just like, you know, like a, the greens shake I mentioned earlier. This is an actual meal replacement. So it goes in combo with other things that you're doing. And it wasn't created by some like celebrity, you know, it was formulated by an actual scientist who specializes in metabolism and nutrition. Like, I swear, no more flat tummy tea. It's just a laxative. It doesn't make you feel better. <laughs> you want to lose fat, but keep lean muscle mass. And that's why they've included 27 grams of the best quality protein, including collagen for healthy hair, skin, and nails. And you need a healthy gut. So Health Code Complete Meal has probiotics, digestive enzymes, prebiotic fiber, apple cider vinegar, and more. It also has 25 vitamins and minerals plus healthy fats for a healthy brain and metabolism. I love the metabolism boost I feel like I'm getting from it. And it's only four grams of net carbs, so it's keto friendly and it's all natural and it tastes amazing. The chocolate macadamia, so good. I usually do my health code shake as like a meal replacement for either lunch if I'm not super hungry or kind of like a midday, midday snack. It's amazing, keeps me going. And you can get our special offer now at gethealth.com. That's G-E-T-H-L-T-H.com. G-E-T-H-L-T-H.com. And use the discount code B here for an extra 10% off your first order. They also have a love it or your money back guarantee. This offer is only available for a limited time. So go to gethealth.com. Again, that's G-E-T hlth.com and use discount code B here. So yeah, I think like, you know, reading the crowd is really important. I think it takes time. It mm -hmm. takes a lot of time, right? And, and building really solid set lists that you've tried and tested before. It's like running an ad, right? Yeah. You're not just going to run one ad and put 10 grand in it. You're going to test different things and see what works. It's the same thing with DJ. Mm -hmm. You're going to try up different genres. And when you get people moving, you're going to take them on a journey down that genre. If you get sick of that genre, you need to switch it up. You're going to go to a similar genre mm -hmm. and you're just going to keep the crowd hype, you know, and you can try different things and switch it up. But like my mentor used to always say, if it's not working, change it. Mm -hmm. That's it. He's yeah. like, if it's not working, change it. Don't have any ego. It doesn't yeah. matter. Switch. Like, what about comedy? Is it the same thing? Like, if the is there a style of jokes? If that's not hitting, you try something else? Oh, yeah, yeah. And for different crowds and for sure, for sure. Or, I mean, you do sometimes try a joke over and over again and finesse it and it eventually will work. Sometimes it just never works. Sometimes it's like, for example, I was really overweight when I was a kid. No one wants to hear me talk about that now when I'm not overweight and I'm unattractive as an adult. It's not funny to them because it's kind of like, sure. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, it must have been really hard. Like that, th that joke's probably never going to land, you know, unless I did a slideshow of like hideous photos of me from childhood. Not hideous. But, you know. <laughs> uh, I also had a broken nose the whole time, but whatever. Um, it looks perfect now. Thanks. It's I did notice that you had a good nose on Instagram, I think, because I have such a bad nose. You have a it's very like a thing good that nose. I notice. What do you mean? It's but, so straight. No, but it really is crooked here. Apparently, that's like a thing they can fix without surgical methods. But, yeah, they just re-break um, it. Uh, I've had it well, re-broken several that. times. I'm too scared. Well, well, but then the problem is then your nose is like mush and that you just keep like, that's why it's like, if I like bonked my nose, like if I drop a cell phone on my nose in bed, like people have done, mine would break for sure because it's now been broken so many times. It's just like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. 
Anyways. Um, but yeah, so I understand like, so, like sometimes things will never work in the comp, but you do have to kind of finesse them. I just find it fascinating that like the DJ world just seems similar to comedy, but almost more complicated because of the technical aspect too, where it's like, has, has it, has the sound ever just shut off and like people just got super pissed? Oh my God, or are like- you kidding me? Yeah. But I have all sorts of techniques for that. Some one time I grabbed a bottle of tequila, chugged a shot, jumped in the pool and started pouring shots in people's mouths while the tech team handled it. Holy shit. <laughs> that was probably wild. the most creative. That's amazing. <laughs> I can think on my feet. That's a good thing about me is like, I know how to, to finesse situations, yeah. I guess, but situations always occur in the DJ world. So, I mean, it's nuts. Okay, so similarly to to comedy, I love that I'm comparing everything, to, but but I'm just my brain's going in that direction. Do you get such a high from doing a set that then when you're not doing it, you're kind of like, oh wait, this is what normal life feels like. I don't like normal life, like. Hello, quarantine. I am actually dead on the inside. I'm so happy to be here podcasting with you. And like, I'm happy that, I mean, I was developing my own podcast, by the way, for two years. Yeah. Like, which is way too long. Sorry, which is way too long to be developing something and not not. bring it to life. It takes a lot of work. And by the way, guys, it's called Sup Babe. (laughs) Sup Babe. Yeah, that's usually what we say in the beginning. Um, Thank you. But yeah, so I think, you know, there are good parts to like having a break from that craft, but that craft is me. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a DJ Rosé and then there's Nicole. And like, I was so used to DJ Rosé running my life, running my schedule, usurping Mm -hmm. my energy. Like she was the head bitch in charge. Mm -hmm. And Nicole is now like in charge, has to be loud and proud every day. And she's all confused. She's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, so true. where am I supposed to be? Like, I've never even had the flexibility to like control my own schedule. Like where I, what cities I've been in is like always been based on work. Yeah, you know, I'm when sure it, when you becomes, understand this. Yeah, when it becomes part of your identity, like I mean, I've been doing stand up for like ten years. It's just something I did, like to not have gotten on stage in. I did one virtual Zoom show, which was actually really fun. But like to not have gotten on stage in like four months or more, I, I don't even know at this point. It's like yeah. I don't even know if I'm funny anymore. Like it takes ten years. <laughs> You're funny. Say, I like, can tell takes, you that. Like, thank you. They say it takes like ten years to get great at comedy, and then a quarantine. I feel like to just completely revert backwards like I don't not try to do like a digital thing I did one I did one and it was it was it was fine and I've had a couple people reach out to me to do like their digital shows but I'm sort of now like I don't know I'm like I want to like exercise the muscle but it's just not the same I did a weird digital digital party where we got on my IG live first everybody had like happy hour and then we got on zoom and then I thought people would like dance and I would DJ, but it doesn't work like that. So when what did it look like? You. you were just like, it, people DJ. were like, Hey, like everybody wanted to talk to each other. And like, my friends are all weird. So like weird likes weird. So yeah. everybody wanted to like hang out. So I was just like, all right, who wants to do a shot? And then I'd play a song and then we do a shot. It was like, really, it's and so then people different. were like, people wanted me to have another one. I was like, that's fun for you guys. I was like, I think my people head are starved. I think they're starved. Well, I first thought that like Zoom podcasts were awkward. They're not awkward anymore, I don't think. I like no, I think it not. just takes some getting used to. Like it's yes. like and you have to remember there's like the delay thing, which I always feel like I'm interrupting people, but I like don't know exactly when someone's 
about ready to talk. So I have one more question for you. And then, you know, I have to like hop off here. Oh, yes. kind of yeah, soon. Yeah. But we're going to do this again. And we're going to have Absolutely. a whole another episode. Monday? On Sunday Pod. Yes. Monday. Yes, ma'am. Um, and so I just want, like, do you also have an alter ego? Is it just Rachel O'Brien? Or like, do you have, like, is, do you have like your comedy alter ego that like when you need to get pumped up before a show? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like talk yeah, to sometimes- her. No, I, sometimes I listen to Meatloaf beforehand. I don't do anything for love. That's that's one of them. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of like weird uh, like jumping jacks or like mountain climbers that kind of thing. Yeah, it is it is a different alter ego, and I have to like be alone for hours before my show. Like, but a lot of times my boyfriend will come on the road with me, and he won't understand when I'm like, get the fuck out of the hotel room. Like, I need to get ready. I need to put on my denim jumpsuit. I need like a whole. It's like a I can't, love a denim jumpsuit. Oh, so fun. God, when am I ever going to wear that again? Anyways, probably doesn't fit. Um, it was painted on beforehand. It's not three sizes too big for you? No, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you lost weight in quarantine, you asshole. God. Dude, my mom bakes a cake a week. That's not even a oh, joke. So We're nice. Italian, so. Same. Well, hi. <gasps> yeah. No wonder. Wait, but O'Brien, that's Irish. Irish, yeah, yeah. But my, I'm, my Italian side is way stronger in the sense of, like, my my grandma is was you know they my great grandfather was a four-star general lived in the Kirinali palace in rome like that's like the white Whoa. house in rome like super italian my grandma's super so you're culturally italian. more italian anyway yeah i feel i feel more italian but like when i got a 23 and me test it's so, that's it's so weird i sw- i also think there's a conspiracy though where they're like oh her last name's o'brien we're just gonna peg her as super irish and i don't look irish at all like it's it's so weird. Maybe a little, but I see the Italian thing. I think yeah. you like personality wise, I get the Italian thing. It, yeah. Like no wonder we vibed so quick. Yeah. Well, and I'm like your mom though. Like I'm not making a cake a week, but my I mean, you've scroll through my recipes section on my Instagram where it says food love. The elaborate meals I make are almost like there's something wrong with this person. <laughs> I yeah. will. We're going to have to talk about that yeah. on my show because yeah. I haven't been, uh, I need to up my cooking game in quarantine. I was really good in the beginning and I am so slacking now. Yeah. You just kind of get over it. I've been kind of over yeah. it too. Also, like if I had a cute boyfriend like you, fuck yeah, I'd be in the kitchen. Well, he's also like anorexic. He's so skinny and has such a fast metabolism that like. I hate guys that don't eat. It's almost infuriating. No, he's, no, he eats. He, he okay. eats like a savage. It actually makes me nervous how quickly he eats, but I'm like, what yeah. you, you don't even have. Your stomach doesn't roll. Do you know what cellulite is, sir? <laughs> Anyways, well, thank you so much for doing this. I feel like I'm like fascinated by your career. I feel like on your podcast, I'm gonna end up asking you more questions. Like it just, it just seems like the coolest job, and also slightly the most stressful in a weird way. Like I think, like reality stars, you have to have a personality for that. I think I would clam up or get too tired. Like I think I would. I don't think I would take the shot and jump in the pool. I think I'd be like, oh, it's time for a nap now. And everyone hates me. <laughs> it depends. Honestly, every day is a new day with DJing. And that's one of the things that's kind of cool about it, right? Yeah. Something's always breaking. Somebody's always pissed. Something's always getting screwed up. But at the end of the day, you're there to play music and make people happy. Yeah. That's so kind of a gift. Uh, one, I need one more minute of your time. Uh, one okay. quick thing. I loved your quote in Marie Claire where you said that successful women don't wait for an opportunity. They create it. Can you just weigh in on that statement a little bit more? Because I just think that's just so brilliant, especially for today's climate right now where it's like, oh, I just got to figure out a way to make money if, you know, 
I love so that you found that, that too because that was like in the archives that's like 2017 um I loved it no that I think it's really true and it kind of goes back to what you said as well in the beginning of this interview where you were saying that like you moved to LA on a dream you wanted to be an actress but you didn't want to sit around and wait for someone to call you mm-hmm. you know so you created your comedy career and look at you thriving you know forget about quarantine yeah, you're still like, gonna be thriving the minute it's over <laughs> you know so I mean that's it's like it's taking your future into your own hands I think we all have a choice you know and Mm -hmm. I knew that there was a bigger vision for me as a performer probably like you felt I do think it's a calling Mm -hmm. you know if you have if you you know and and you're you're like an emotional being as well you're empathetic you can feel like I think people like us are sometimes drawn to things where we can impart and give some of that Mm -hmm. to other people like I'm a giver and I really like making people happy you Mm -hmm. know yeah and so I created a job where I could make hundreds of people happy at one time yeah I love that (laughs) I love that yeah and there's something too about like knowing I think I think creating your own opportunities is also just knowing who you are as a person like like just being an actress or like I did a lot of print modeling when I first moved to LA and it was like I hated just being like an outside appearance Mm -hmm. like I hated that I was just like I'll eat a cheeseburger before you ask me to be in a bikini fuck you (laughs) like just like I ain't doing this like I hated that and it was just sort of like oh that's not me certainly that's not like it's more in control like being a DJ like you know yeah and that's actually one of the things I love about podcasting too is it's like there was this whole side of me that didn't get to come to the DJ booth, you know, mm-hmm. like my brain, you know, totally. so it's like my voice, you know, yeah. although I do get on the mic sometimes, but that's definitely not what they pay me for. <laughs> your podcast is very varied. Like I love that you were doing like, like you do like some self-care stuff. It's like, it's not just like pop culture. And so it's like, it's really yeah. cool. It's very varied. Thank I love you. it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah guys, if you want to come find me or follow us, it's at DJ Nicole Rose. Um, and the podcast is at Sup Babe Pod, and you can find the link in our bios. Sweet. Well, thank you so thank much for doing so this. Thank you so much for having me, and yeah. I can't wait to have you on, Rachel. We're like new BFFs. I love it. We are. And once quarantine's over, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a big maybe like I would love that. We should absolutely do that. That would be really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. 